Welcome in and welcome back to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller back with you, kicking off a new week. Yeah, let's turn a page, as Bob Seeger said. <laughs> wow, somebody put on our Facebook group last week, wow, what a year this past week has been. And yeah, that was a month ago. Thank you all for your prayers for my brother and sister-in-law. They are doing better incrementally each day. They are, well, my brother, I think, is pretty much out of the woods. I don't think she's quite out yet. Still quite a bit of congestion that would be of concern with COVID, and we know how it can turn and zig and zag. And so those are the concerns that we're dealing with there. But overall, each day they have made incremental improvement. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your continued support. And yes, I was able to kind of get all this out of my space last week, did some touring in the mountains, and I am back and ready to go. We've got to put our roller skates on today, guys, because we have two big, well, three really big things that were in the sky over the weekend. While I was touring in the mountains and I was just taking it easy on Friday morning, I looked in the chart to see, okay, so all of this COVID stuff, all this Delta, my brother and his wife, what, and others, I've heard so many other people that are coming down with COVID. So I looked in the chart and I was seeing if there was an answer. And the chart never disappoints. So Friday, there was a yod in the chart. Now, we've talked about the yod before. I'll come back and explain what it is again, but the finger of God in the chart. So, we had a yod that involved Neptune, Pluto, and then the peak planet. I'll break all this out in a minute. I just want to get this down. The peak planets were, planets plural, were Mars and Venus in Leo. Then I rolled it forward and looked at Saturday, and we had another yod. This one, Saturn, the south node of the moon, and the pinnacle planet was Mercury. And on Saturday, the sun was directly opposite Pluto. So we had a double yod and a Pluto-sun opposition. What is still in effect today? The first yod. That first yod between Neptune, Pluto, Mars, and Venus is still in play through tomorrow. The other two positions have moved off. Well, I had my answer on the COVID. Now, let's break down the yod again. So this is signaturally called the finger of God. I'm going to borrow a lot from Steve Forrest here because he's the best. <laughs> so let's just go to the top, all right? And don't you love synchronicities? Because on July 7th, I was on a teleconference with Steve where he was talking about, are you ready? The Yod. So basically what we have are two planets that are 60 degrees apart, approximately. That's the base. What we're forming is, this Yod is also called the witch's hat. So if you think of a tall witch's hat, that's the diagram. That's We're talking about a tall triangle here. So on the base of the triangle, 60 degrees apart, is a sextile of two planets. On yod number one, those two planets are Neptune and Pluto. On yod number two, those two base planets are Saturn and the south node of the moon. And let's not forget retrograde season. So the outer planets, the slower movers just mentioned, Neptune, Saturn, and Pluto are all retrograde. 
Let's start unpacking Pluto because Saturn and Pluto, in my book, still governs much of when we see these various developments, we put it under the umbrella of Saturn and Pluto. So here is the finger of God writing in the sky. Now, what could be the message? So I went to Judith Hill. She is one of the premier astrologers and writes a great book on medical astrology. Her first premise is that we don't know that much about Pluto. It's only been, it was only discovered in 1930. So what we've pieced together so far, she says this, Pluto may relate to very serious or terminal conditions that demand the utmost application of the spiritual will. Wow. Then she says about Pluto's pathology in medical astrology that it can be related to cellular mutation, genetic problems, genetic conditions, resistant bacteria, DNA and RNA, nucleic acid, retroviruses. Now, the other side of the base of that yod, Neptune, and I was doing a class in horary astrology with Robert Glasscock over the weekend, and he reiterated, Neptune rules viruses. Judith Hill, I turn over to her book, Neptune, Viruses, Contagious Illnesses. And then we look at the point of the witch's hat, and we have Mars and Venus, male and female, in the sign of Leo, ruled by the sun. So we are talking about the structure of the illness, Pluto and Neptune, and then the finger of God pointing directly straight at, in essence, every man and woman under the sun. Now, let's hold on to this because there's a lot more here. We're going to be a little long on today's episode. The faster yod, the one that came and went just on Saturday, was Saturn and the North Node at the base, Saturn in retrograde, talking about our karma. So when Judith Hill talks about conditions that demand the utmost of the spiritual will, haven't we been through that? And the tip of the yod was Mercury, the messenger planet. So now let's talk about the yod briefly. And again, going back to Steve's work primarily, as you take the sextile, and as he says, what do you hear when you say the word sextile? You hear the word tile, of course, right? <laughs> do I have a buzzer? Bzz, wrong. <laughs> and that's what he talks about is the sextile is the energy of new love. It's that spark when you go, ah, we might have a fire here. There could be a budding relationship developing. It's that fresh spring, new air of excitement and enthusiasm. It's the connection. It's the let's go play. Let's go run through the flowers. And maybe something comes of this. So it's the spark that may or may not ignite the fire. Now, the aspect is the quincunx. That's 150 degrees, almost all the way opposite, but not quite. It's the mother-in-law you don't get along with. It's the new boss that you have to train because, oh no, you've been here too long to do it that way. You get the picture. Tension, friction, not sharing the menu Neither point right or wrong, just as I heard somebody say one time, stylistically different. And then the pinnacle planet, or in this case planets, 
are the ones that this energy is thrust up into. So the whole focus is the pinnacle planets. Now, remember, we have retrograde. So Neptune and Pluto are bringing it in. They're bringing it inside. Retro, re, re dash, re-develop, re-negotiate, re-align, reassess, recommit, revise. So here are Neptune and Pluto in this kind of giddy teenager, giggly kind of relationship at the base thrusting up to every man and woman under the sun. You think, oh my goodness, haven't we been through enough? Well, I'd like to stop right here and just say that if any of you got blinks so far, you know what I'm talking about, the first thought, the blink. If any of you got a premonition or a blink kind of thought, would you email me that? Info at funastrology.com. And I know some of you may have had a little blink and some of you are just listening through. Because now we have to look at both sides of the coin, right? And Steve Forrest made this very clear, and he is such a perfect, beautiful wordsmith, that you're either going to have a breakthrough or a breakdown. There's both sides of the coin. And remember, Judith Hill's words, that demands the utmost application of the spiritual will. I think that's the ultimate message of what's going on here. The sun opposite Pluto, that same Pluto that stood still in the sky the morning of January 12, 2020, when COVID was just around the corner. Oh, I know, technically it was here, but you know what I'm saying. It became mass. It became worldwide a few weeks later. The sun opposite that Pluto, with the finger of God writing two messages in the sky, You know, in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, it says several times, he who has ears, let him hear. I would say, since we have Mars and Venus right next door to each other, he or she who has ears, let him or her hear. This is gender inclusive. It's in Leo, ruled by the sun. This is for every man and woman under the sun, this message. I think the way to best interpret this and the way to take this home is... To remember Judith Hill's words, this is a season of utmost application of all of our spiritual tools. This is a time to keep your head clear, your mind alert, your body in the best shape it can possibly be. We can protect ourselves from all kinds of viruses. We can protect ourselves from the one that's out there and the ones that are represented by Neptune and Pisces. The viruses of deception, the viruses of the mind, the toxicity of others. How about the virus of fear? How about using that mercury, the messenger, to apply your own spiritual practice with all diligence? How about using that Saturn south node to go deep inside? We've talked about this many, many times. What needs to come up and out? What needs to be resolved? What would the universe point to you to take on to reverse or change or alter in your own life. Back to the first yod, Neptune and Pluto. What are you doing to protect yourself against this upsurge in new exposures? What actions are you comfortable taking? What's your belief system around all of this? Does it need to be examined? Is it positive? Are you carrying hope into the future? 
Are you exhausted and beaten down by all that's going on? Or is it driven by fear? Time to examine. Time for the utmost application of the spiritual will. Some of you are asking, does this mean another outbreak of the virus? Does this mean another round? Does this mean more restrictions? Does this mean vaccine passports? Does this mean dot, dot, dot? There's an interesting article online that was written, I think, by the New York Times, but it was after COVID was well into our reality. And they wrote an article that said, basically, will COVID-19 be the death of astrology? And their point was, by mass, most astrologers did not predict the coronavirus. Dang, I wish the author of that article was a listener to this podcast because I would have told them that they're missing the point completely. Let's don't predict. Astrologers who use this tool as one of prediction, which you, I mean, to some degree, okay, we can go there. But what you're missing is the point of consciousness, How do you explain the Tibetan monks who sit out on the sides of the mountains almost bare naked in the dead middle of the coldest part of winter for hours, for days, and they don't have any impact of the cold on their bodies? They don't get sick. They don't shiver. They don't have to go inside to thaw out. They just sit there in the freezing cold for hours. How do they do that? And see, if you were predicting, you would say, well, he'd make it 30 minutes if he's really good. But then the laws of nature say he has to go in because he would freeze to death. His body temperature would drop to an unsustainable level. It makes sense. It's science. I mean, it's, we, everybody knows this. And yet, there they sit. So that's the point here, is whatever is happening with this structure and whatever the ultimate message is going to be, New York Times, I am not going to try to predict. (laughs) I'm just saying there is a finger of God in the sky, and we will watch and see what direction it takes us. But those of us who are choosing to be on the forefront of this new development, whatever Saturn and Pluto was all about, I've seen it so many times in talking to you all in readings that people are being called up and out to be on this new team this new team of people that are going to help usher in a different level of consciousness. And yes, we may go through some hurdles and some twists and turns and curves in the road in order to get there. But let's keep our face on the goal. So every man and woman under the sun needs your energy to be the highest it can be. It needs you to be about the utmost application of your spiritual will. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.